Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Welcome back to the big thing, Capes and Cows. It's the Friday episode, and man, what a week we're having. Quoting the great Eugene Levy from Splash, 1984. Um, so, if you are here, then you know everybody's been talking about Capes and Cows. You guys are gonna have a lot to talk about. I mean, kind of a lot to talk about. A lot of DC talk. We talked about it a lot this week, but not with the guys. We got so much, and st- and stuff has kind of even developed more so in the last um, just few days. It was announced on Monday, the DC slate, still confusing as hell. What's what's part of the timeline? What's not part of the timeline? Who's still involved? Who's not still involved? And why they hate Henry Cavill so much? Like all that stuff. We're just going to figure that out. Um, so what we're going to do is go through all that and more. And they got Batman is also announced. The title was announced. And, and then there's... there's there's so many stories that we're going to get into today on Capes and Cows. But before you do any of it, show a little bit of class, will you? Head on over to the subscription button right there. Look at this. Look, we're moving. We're moving and we're grooving. You got to get 70,000. We need you guys to do it. So help us out. Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are found. Patreon.com slash The Big Thing Show. We have two events coming up, man. We got this one on February 13th, 8 p.m., me and the Daish, Brett Sheridan, are going to be up at doing stand-up comedy on Jake Lewis's show. The discounted link is in the description. And this was announced yesterday. Excited about this one. Myself, Campia, and Greg Alba are going to be doing an Ant-Man, Quantumania, immediate kind of um, reaction kind of show for about an hour just discussing it at Flappers. And in the beginning... We're going to have some stand-up comedy with myself and a few other peeps kind of leading us into the big event that is me, John, and Greg. So, again, those tickets are on sale now. Make sure you check it out. That hopefully will lead to big things going to be going on the road. We're definitely holding already at uh, June 23rd in Manhattan for big thing to be in New York. And um, that's on hold right now. And we the goal is that if this show with John and Greg goes well, then we'll probably take that on the road also. So, if you're able to get some tickets, do it, man. All right, let's get into it. It's me and it's Coy and Winston. We're all here, everybody. We're going to be doing our show in just a moment. As soon as I find the music, I just found it. So let's do it. It's Capes and Cows. I'm ready. You ready? Cool. Then let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. It's Capes and Cows, myself, Coy, Winston A. Marshall, everybody. Welcome back. So we knew it, man. We knew it, well, we knew it was coming. We knew yeah. it, and he held out until January 31st. He finally did it. We kind of guessed that he was going to do that. He doesn't – you had to be a showman. And it was social media, mm-hmm. but, it was, but it was video. Mm-hmm. which he did, but it was also, they held this room together of uh, some, some press, and they, they on, on Monday, which kudos to all the press that went, nobody leaked anything, which is, which is really good, smart, means they'll be invited to back to other things to cover. Um, and then the article started popping at like, you know, 9 a.m. on Monday, followed quickly by James Gunn's video, what's wrong? What happened? You had gas? No, 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 no. I was just thinking about the 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 actual announcement because 
I just had a lot of other uh, stuff going on that day in mm -hmm. particular. So I knew it was coming, but I didn't know what time. So it's like 9.15, and I don't, I haven't seen it hit the trend quite yeah. yet, even though people are already tweeting about it. And so I'm like, man, here are my hopes and dreams for the announcement <laughs> today. And then all of a sudden I see somebody about five minutes after that go, bro, it's been out for like 30 minutes. And I said, oh, <laughs> I immediately went and deleted my tweet before I looked like a jackass. Hilarious. Yeah, well, we Timestamps real embarrassing. <laughs> like, oh. Why? And I, had, and I knew because I, I called Winston like – I called you. You didn't call anybody back, so I said, "You know, I'm I was filming that. all day." Okay, you didn't call me back, so I wasn't. So I didn't tell you what I heard. So you hear about <laughs> it now. Real. That's real. That's uh, real. Winston, Winston knew. Winston, I, knew. Did. I had heard a couple days ago that this press thing was happening, okay. so I knew it was going to drop really mm. fast. And I tried to get into it. No response. Um, but I tried to get into it. Uh, I called you back the next day. I got hold on. Check well, the tape. Please I, talk. I, I, I'm you gotta not. stop taking bets with Christian. We keep losing. I didn't yeah, bet. I didn't true. bet. I just said I didn't. I didn't bet. I was smart enough not to but bet. I, but either way, no, no, no. I could, yeah, because uh, I didn't mean to sound disinterested because I obviously was. I was just at my niece's eleven. Uh, no, it was 11 loud. Year old. It was loud. Yeah, I was yeah. at my niece's eleven-year-old birthday party, and I haven't been to any of her birthday parties. That? Outgoing. In, in when is that? It was uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yesterday we talking about it. It was like four days ago. I called you there, Jack. I, I didn't call back yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, time's a flat circle. Yeah, that's True detective yeah, season. That was, don't, don't, don't show your phone. Don't, don't, don't do that. Oh, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous reveal. I, just, I, felt, I, had, I felt I, I need the justification work. that I tried. I didn't call back once. Yeah, right. But the, the, the moment it passed. Is that the right, right one? No. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. I mean, kind of. I mean, I mean it's, today. An, it's an offshoot. I it's get it. Offshoot. I, just, I just, you know. Today's it, an imprint. But look. This, but nonetheless, it comes out, it drops, yeah. and we get we get some we get some big announcements, and I've I've kind of gone over this um, with the audience thus far, so I want you guys to really be the focus on this too. Mm -hmm. My I'll just give you the overall my overall thoughts mm -hmm. were that the plan in the movies themselves, even the unknown ones, I think are great. They have a plan. Mm -hmm. I'm still I think that they didn't do the full reboot, or they did, maybe who knows? Because the door's still open for certain people to come back, but definitively not cavil um and there is a lot of like the first couple of the shazam and aquaman and those things are still happening and that guns video said well that kind of goes into our dcu but it doesn't really connect it's like, I, I don't understand that part of it yeah. but the movies themselves seem pretty interesting my my thought if the, the way they're going to do this because you know how the end of the infinity saga some of these movie releases didn't make sense. So like Ant-Man and the Wasp came before Endgame, after Infinity War, but kind of took place in the middle of Infinity right. War because then people disappeared. There's a possibility that maybe they just, they kept the slate as far as release dates, the, just the way that they did. But Flash may reset it, and this is just like, oh, and this is kind of what happened. Well, he did say that. Break. He said in his video that Flash yeah, is going to change. Confirmed stuff. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was surprised. I actually said so, you know, succinctly, like this is the end of blah blah blah. Yeah. But I do think he has to keep selling those four movies, and it was really interesting right. that in that yeah. sentence it was like really excited about this, and this is coming out. Like there was a, it was an interesting like note of uh, dismissiveness for certain things. But I also think it's a matter of James Gunn is a showman that is running a thing that he has to tidy up while launching. So I. Right. I I don't think Aquaman is necessarily 
as tied in as maybe it needed to be implied because you need to know that Blue Beetle is going to be part of it. And he had to, he made that very clear. And I honestly think they had to reshoot uh, the end of the flash to make it kind of more flash pointy, which sounds like they have been doing. Cause it sounds like they've been on set yeah. and then Blue Beetle, they probably had to remove some things, add some things, but now they had the benefit of time. I think the reason yeah. that release dates didn't shuffle was it allowed them to in house kind of make it work more than it yeah. would have. And then what I think they're going to have to do is acknowledge the fact that this was an old universe in the flash in some way, Somehow, whether, yeah. whether or not that means uh, announcing the cast at the end, showing whatever at the end. The only thing that I consider truly messy as of now, without knowing anything is Aquaman. Cause right. of that, cause December is, it's the end of the year. And I feel like it'd be so clean to just like not have something hanging over you yeah. after blue beetle. Cause blue beetle seems like a, a starting point. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's a, it's a weird fl- like feeling. No, no, no. I agree with that. I think the other one, and I, I, I'm sure we'll get to it. I, Correct me if I'm wrong here. I saw a report that apparently Gal is officially still remaining as Wonder Woman. Is that not? That's not. I mean, I haven't seen an official report. I just see the only thing that they said. I think that would have been a bigger story if it was an official thing. I think that they, they just. I think what I did see, and maybe you're right, but I'll, I'll double check. I haven't seen that though. But I what I just heard the keeping the door open, and what mm-hmm. keeping the door okay. open allows is basically it allows from full blowback yeah yeah but it also allows for the movies to a lot of the movies to come out and it also allows uh, there's no definitive no as far as them coming back because door and i said this the other day door open can be well the door's open we're just not taking any meetings inside that right. door. you well, know what i mean the other thing that i keep pointing to is like fine cavill is done as far as like that and out but if, if, if you remember a lot of the stuff that they said and you don't always want to read into this because sometimes that's what people say during breakups just so you don't you know you feel a little better. They did mention that it's like, yeah, that run is over, but we, we were discussing some future plans and stuff like that. They did say that when they cut Cavill. So there's always a possibility, maybe way down the line, they have some sort of plan for him. Maybe, but, like, but they, they were pretty definitive inside of this um, report that says we're just not moving forward with Henry inside of right. this one. And right, it, right, and, right. And I think that the, the thing that's so confusing about that is that they said, well, okay, we're doing Elseworld stuff with everybody else, uh-huh. and the J.J. Abrams Black Superman, that's still that's still in development. That mm-hmm. could still happen. Um, we're doing the Batman. Uh-huh. We're doing this, but but Elseworlds counts for everything except anything with Henry Cavill. It's like, why not? But why not say, well, the door's still open, then maybe he comes back at some point I think, as an Elseworld thing. I think part of it, Especially but then again, Batman. that is the messy part of Aquaman, yeah. of The Flash, whether or not Ezra is still a part of it, et cetera, et cetera. The Batman, Joker, um, a lot of that stuff that has now been labeled official Elseworlds were already Elseworlds. They weren't a part of the DCEU. So I honestly the think thing. they might just, I mean, this is this sounds cruel, but they might be waiting to close the door until after the movies come out. I agree. And yeah. so, therefore, it's it's more a matter and of... And so we'll assess how, much, how well they, they did. That one, but yeah. also they can't say, because of the internet, especially right now, is saying, like, what's the point of these four movies? I think now people know Blue Beetle is something they should commit to. Right. But I do think they're going to wait, one, to see how Shazam does, which is tricky right now yeah. with it being so soon. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to say anything definitively ever that any of them are gone ever. Yeah, like, I, that's not yeah because because if you because if you do it you're also hurting the potential for the box office for aquaman and all that right. too but i it just you've got to explain on somehow on how it connects if it's going to because the thing is everybody has brought to this point in, in from the fan base on um aquaman is that the first one made a billion dollars now will the second one make a billion dollars i don't know but it's still its predecessor did yeah so if you're in the office 
behind, you know, making decisions for the movie, you're going to go, hey, the first one made a billion dollars. Don't say the guy's not coming back again as Aquaman because maybe we can find a way that he can if we need to make a third one and we need to make it part of the DCU. So say the door's open for now. And if we need to figure out a way to make it into the plan, because what I don't want to do is we make a billion dollars and then we're like, oh, this guy's gone now. Yeah. We, need, we had an opportunity to make money. And they have it. all of 2024. Yeah. If you look at the schedule, though, they're like 2024 can be when they say yes or no, when they can adjust And announcing stuff. And he also was very clear that Superman Legacy is going to be the first big part of this phase launching. So that language was that very That got clear. me my pizza. Yeah, and there it is. In 2025, that's how the pizza's <laughs> happening. Well, but, he said it aloud. Well, we got it. We just, and the only reason I said that when we were talking about this in the first place, because you went ambitious and said maybe early July 2024, but that was under the assumption of maybe we that they either started filming already, they had the Superman cast, yeah. and at the time you were not thinking about previous, right? I don't think December 2024 was out of the realm. Mm. This just, one, and I also understand that the... the the reason to, to guess that right. is because and with launching with it, which well, because is because their their contract Saffron and Gun is up in twenty twenty five. Right. So this is a they they will we will get an announcement from them before three. It's only three. Three. I thought it was five. I thought it was five too. Wow, that's insane. That's right. So so the plan hasn't even launched, and you're well. <laughs> I think they're going to launch TV in twenty twenty four. I think I think that's that. A, Waller, that is a weird, like, like linchpin to go off of it. Not, not with that. Not if you put, you're going to put that, that show. What's the one that, that he's got? Waller the, and Commandos. Not, not, Commandos and Waller. Those two are, could come out because the, the animated comes out first. Then Waller. Then I think Lanterns comes out because what they said about Lanterns, well, there's no release date. For any of those. Oh, some, oh, the only oh. release, the only release date is Superman. Oh, someone put someone put a graphic together. Maybe it's not. A that movie. was Adam Havlick. It's uh, a great graphic. Oh. Gun, yeah, it's Gun a great. shared it, which means they're historians of DC now. Canon. Yeah. Okay. Did he share it? <laughs> he did. It's interesting. Yeah, so. it's on his story. Uh, James Gunn shared and tagged Tears or Forge. I, I was that. very proud of them. That's, that's like oh, really that's, cool. That's fantastic. So they're official. Like you I'll, know, I'm going to post. Well, then you know what? Let me let me let's make it official here. I'm sure that he that he actually put the. Also, I got to say, uh, I love Marvel. I love DC. I love Image. I love Boom. I love IDW. I love comic books. But I think that in the last week especially, DC has done more to advertise comic books oh, than Marvel 100%. has in 15 years. The actual comic books being yeah. praised, goddamn, I love it. All right, so this oh, is he, the... Oh, he, he had pinned it. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Gunn's right there. Yeah, James Gunn. No, yeah, no, well, no. James, of course. Well, yeah, yeah, right yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... that's okay, so let's see. So James Gunn said, we talked a lot about Wonder Woman. Oh, excuse me, Wonder Woman tomorrow, but these are more of the comics inspiring DC Studios and the new DCU. That doesn't mean we're adapting all the comics, but that feel, the look of the tone, they are touchstones for our team. Check them out. And then where does where does he actually go to? I don't know. He said something about. I, don't know that I mean, if he's genuinely going for all-star Superman, I, I wonder if that's what legacy is. Yeah, I don't know. But, but here's, let me let me put the actual graphic up from uh, what Adam Adam made. This is from Adam over at Heroes Reforged. This is This is the actual... Here it is. So, yeah, there's no. He didn't put any dates to it. Only the ones that I guess that we know. I mean, like, like there's yeah, there's one Superman. Under Superman. There's That's another. It. No, no, no. There's there's the ones at the bottom for Elseworlds. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, Elseworlds is October. It's funny. Joker is October 24th, oh, and right, Batman's Batman. October 25. Mm -hmm. But okay. they're like literally one year then, apart. Right. Which is yeah, fun. and then the the ones that are left. So Flash, Blue Beetle. All right. Well, either either way, I think that land. The reason why I say lanterns can come out before Superman is only because of one thing that was said inside of that, mm -hmm. and that was that they said that lanterns is going to explore 
um, the overall kind of thread that is so important in this first whatever phase of or gods and monsters, whatever it's called, um, that it would be silly to me if they put the Superman movie out first, right? And then they introduce what the whole big thing is, you know. Um, so I think that they put that, and then the, what it allows is in twenty twenty four, you got a ton of DC stuff. Yeah. And then 2025, you only have to have one DCU movie, which is the Superman movie. And then you've got the Batman movie, which is your Elseworlds thing. Uh, yep. You're, you're and that's the 20, Batman. And that's, yeah, 20, 2025. that's 2025. Oh. Yeah. And then 2026 will be, what's the, what's the one that, uh, the, the, the what's, is kind of an unknown one about the, almost like the boys. The authority. The authority. So yeah. the authority, which we'll talk about in a second, but the authority I think comes out in 2026. I think in 2020. Paradise Lost too. I think that's 2027. That's that's the Batman so? one. I don't know. No, Paradise Lost is their mascara game. Oh, that's but that's not but that's not a movie. That's a TV You're show. You're specifically talking movies. I'm just talking movies. Okay. And then, but Batman yes, I, but I agree with you. I think I think 2025 is probably also 2025 2026 is probably the Wonder Woman prequel thing. But then then it goes the Batman Robin one yeah, and but, then but, Supergirl. I think is, is oh wow it, you uh, think Supergirl's like 28 or I think 20, so. late 27 I think so and I also said and that was the thing is because so there was who's the who's the girl that's playing Supergirl in the Flash. Sasha Call, I think okay. her name is. So, I don't know yet because this is something that I said the other day. Because I had said because I'm I'm on a 1883 kick right now. Uh -huh. So, uh, have you watched it yet? Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm not far. I mean, I just started it. So, I think the girl who's like a mini Jennifer Lawrence, right? Oh, she's so good. I think she'd be a great Supergirl. Oh, that's fun. I think she'd be a phenomenal Supergirl. I didn't know that's great. Now people were like, "Well, what? We already have one. We've got, we've got Elliot." I, said, I I don't know if she's getting recast or not. I don't know how they're gonna handle Flash. And I, I don't know. We if also don't know in the movie that. That, that that's they what close I mean. that door. If she fits and she works and she's an awesome Supergirl, then she should stay Supergirl. I'm right. just saying, if you're going to recast it and you're going to reboot it, she's great. So wait, who are you talking about? Isabel May from 1883 is who I've been talking about for a little bit too. And she is so good. She's fantastic on this show. And like, I'm, I'm about six, six or seven episodes in mm. every single episode. She does something else that I'm like, why isn't this girl in more stuff? And I was like, she looks like, to me, like that picture with Supergirl sitting there with the yeah, blade in the back. The blade, yeah. yeah. And again, I'm not saying anything against any other um, actress that has been cast in a role. If, if she, if she's the one that they wind up going with and she's phenomenal, then she should be the Supergirl. I'm just saying, if they're going to recast, consider her. I will say, and you know, I don't know if we have a boom segment today because I usually where I save my comics until, but uh, that Supergirl comic is one I've talked about like nonstop. Yeah, I heard you've been raving about. I've been, it's like literally, yeah. I yeah. struggled with Supergirl because it's a character that I have never been a, an isolated girl without a family. Like I've never, I don't get that as much mm -hmm. as I get other characters. But what I love about it is Superman is Superman. Like he's famous. He's a giant. Like he's he's the guy. Yeah. And she's his cousin that in canon and in reality is kind of like second to him that feels like ostracized by it. And the whole thing is the story of isolation, but it's cool because they set it in like cosmic space. So it's practically a Star Wars story. Mm. And the whole thing is like a, a, a vengeance tale. Kill globe Bill. trotting. Yeah. But defending another innocent. So she doesn't want this innocent girl to kill the person that killed her parents. So she's like, I'll do it myself. Mm -hmm. So she's willing to murder, but she's not going to let this kid ruin her life by murdering. So it's this giant, like space trotting story where she's got this cosmic horse and riding through and like, it's so badass and epic, but it's also more star Wars than I think we've seen a comic go mm. because the worlds they visit, the alien structure and all those things. And right. I think that's a really smart way mm. to introduce Supergirl where every like weird sexist bigot isn't like, well, I didn't do Superman. Cause it shows the strength of Supergirl as being not yeah. Superman as a separate well, like, thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it's a, and it's beautiful. The art is stunning. I, I mean, it's also as Gunn kind of talked about a little bit in the reveal. Her origin is so drastically different than Clark's. Yeah, it, it you know Clark sent as a baby doesn't know any better. Literally raised by mom and pop Kent. That's whatever. Versus Supergirl dealing with the trauma of being old enough to realize her See entire exi- existence has been e- exterminated, and then the folks that did survive with her dying over time and yeah. whatnot. So like the psychology of making it to being like a teenager, young twenties and having that happen and then being thrust into this whole superhero bit versus I've been raised as good since I was right. th- before I have memories so with she- love, with comfort. She's yeah. on an asteroid alone and it's an eight issue series. So it's a great, like one-to-one no, I adaptation. That's Tom one King's of- writing it. The writer of the comics writing the movie. See, but that's what I love about what James Gunn is doing right now. And I just, we just did, well, I just did Sith council today. I was talking about like how I've been, as you guys know, when I talk about Star Wars like that, I just wish they had like this room where they would take people from the novels and then people from the comics and then take screenwriters and put them together in a room and have everybody kind of collectively talk about all the stuff that they can do. And what is James Gunn? He does exactly that, and which I've is been, brilliant. I mean, and, and I'm saying that my, I'm just saying that it's something that you kind of fantasize about that you don't think anybody will actually do. And he did it. And it's like that being able to do that and be able to, to take screenwriters from like that have like the Martian. And then you've got Tom King and yeah. you know, it's like, the, this is, this is how you're doing because he's pulling from stuff. He's not making up his own comic book things, right? He's pulling from source material. And, and if stuff, you've got experts, use them. And if you've got yes. a boardroom, use them. If like you, you've that's got what I source, don't understand. Source material. And there's so many comic writers that are like, hey, I also write movies, and they're like, the studios are like, ah, quiet. It you. drives me nuts. It's and, insane. And in Star Wars, Star it drives Wars me nuts. It's like Claudia Gray should be in the writer's room talking yeah. about these stories that she's writing. Like, ah, man, Captain Kennedy, she's just novels. It doesn't she's make sense. Novels. It's like, no. It's like, do like this, by taking the stories of people who understand yeah. the material. And this is what is happening inside of this. So this is the stuff. <laughs> as much as I say it's a crazy thing, as much as I say it's a crazy thing that they have... Um, I don't understand how it all connects and all that. The stuff that we are focusing on, yeah, it's very gun centric, though, yeah. it, right? But that, but look, but this is a, the point that I made the other day. If you're a Sam Raimi fan, yeah, or you're a Taika, who I think uh, Kalinowski brought this up, and I'll use if Taika Waititi was announced as like the Star Wars guy, mm-hmm. and his whole slate was very Taika centric, mm-hmm. I'd be nervous. So if I'm not a, and I like Taika Waititi, but an entire entire Star Wars slate of all his sensibilities, you'd go, I don't know. But then there's other people who's like, I love Taika, so So people who are not James Gunn fanatics are probably going, this is all James Gunn stuff that he loves. Superman Batman are pretty approachable. I do agree. I I mean, I agree with the whole slate. I'm just saying. Well, there's two things that he did. I mean, I appreciate the fact that he is exploring a number of characters that aren't on the canon. That's the same thing that they brought him in in the MCU with Guardians. So I appreciate him taking those shots. Um, I, I will agree in the sense that I am a baby bit nervous about how much he is actively like writing yeah. and considering not, not that I is it more than two I thought he said three he's doing Superman. Superman he's doing the Mando. animated series yeah the Corpse uh, Commando Corpse Corpse yeah. Commandos and Superman the only two I can think of I thought he said there was a third one he's writing uh, it, it may have is been is the Waller one I was surprised he wasn't doing Waller because they oh, announced a showrunner okay. so I was like I guess oh, okay. he's not was it Batman no, I don't think he's Batman. doing Batman. That'd be a bigger. That'd be no. like the headline. I, so I can't remember who said this yesterday. I, you think may, you guys think Ben Affleck two. directs that movie? I think it's an option. Yeah. I think the conversation we heard. Also, uh, I think Commando's done. Um, like so, I think Matt, now it's like okay. Yeah. But I think he could because 
Ben Affleck wanted to direct the Batman that he was going to star in, mm. and I think that was the pitch. I think Ben Affleck, I mean, if you look at his career, he started by directing his brother and was like, I'm not going to put myself in it Love yet. And movie. then, oh my God, Come, baby, so incredible. And then he put himself in his next movie and was mm -hmm. like, "That what an incredible performance. And he was able to, to balance everything. And then he did, uh, you know, the crime ensemble with the town. And then he got an Oscar nom for Argo. So he's kind of gone like director checkoffs, but he's not done the blockbuster. He's done right. all of the things right. that are like Oscar bait and like try these things out. And he did a period piece. Now's the time I think for him to be like, okay, I haven't tried what I've been on the set for. Right. And if maybe instead of being in it, they kept him on board to direct it. That'd be a way for the fans of Batfleck to feel a mm -hmm. little bit vindicated. Yeah, yeah. And he would also feel like he didn't just walk away. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he had talked about wanting to do a Batman movie and mm -hmm. and being able to put a darker one too. Obviously, with the with what's what's the Wayne's Damian. kid Damian, Damian Wayne. So, yeah. And it's funny because I when I heard about it initially, this is this is when I was I'm like, oh, there's. He had a kid. There's an assassin, Robin. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll wait for Winston and Coy to tell me. <laughs> so, and, yeah, yeah. He, he comes in in a very close second. At my, I, I'll, I'll never shake Dick Grayson, Nightwing, yeah. all that kind of stuff. He's my favorite Robin. But Damien is a close second, and it's exactly that. He... Um, so Talia Al Ghul, I'm sure you yeah. remember her. No, no, I, I, Mike told me that Mike, Mike gave me a breakdown. Now. Yeah, okay. I, I understand. Now I get it. So, but but that's also what's super interesting is because that same level of I'm not going to cross that line fighting the Joker all the time. I mean, all of them, but specifically the Joker. It's now you have a son that was literally trained as an assassin, and yeah. you're like, how do I get my son to chill? Like, you right. know what I mean? And so it just becomes super interesting. Obviously, you had some people that immediately went full fanboy, but like uh, the photo they used for it, they're like, I'm actually technically as Dick Grayson the Grayson is Batman <laughs> and not Bruce. It's like, yes, okay, idiot, we get it. Like they, right. they're just doing that to prove a point, just to show what they what where, where they're planning on going with that. And also, there's no reason you can't mix and match where you keep maybe the source of Bruce and Damien, but you don't pull some of the storyline that came with Dick because Dick also the problem. The kid. Imagine though, because you got um. I mean, I can tell you from having a five-year-old and an eleven-year-old. Yeah, yeah. That the, you got uh, chasing around kids in general. <laughs> you got to get some sleep, and I'm sure that he's that he's yeah. using Athletic Greens. I'll tell you that right now. Athletic Greens, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you about why I love Athletic Greens. You guys know how much I love Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every day. You guys know it. I've been talking about it forever, and there's a reason why they're on the shelf. I mean, they're on the shelf for goodness' sake. And why did I start taking it? I wanted better gut health. I wanted increased energy, immune system support. I hated taking pills, vitamins, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. And that's what I do. You guys know it. I have that. I'm not going to lie to you. I saw it when I first started taking it. I was like, it's green. It's yummy. It tastes good. You get intimidated at first, but then after you take that sip, you're like, oh, man, they actually made it taste good. And I take AG1 in the morning. I put it in a, uh, a, a water bottle, and I shake it up, and I love it. And I do it right before. Now I can do it right before the, the coffee. It's great. It makes me feel unstoppable. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do it. It's good for sleep quality too, by the way. It really helps with sleep quality. I, I noticed that right away. And I don't like combining all vitamins and I've never been really a big vitamin guy. Taking all the supplements and different bunch of different things. This makes it easy for you. You just take it in one scoop. Done. It's 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods. It, it's, it's so good. It's so good, and it's so great. And you guys know for how long I've been talking about it, and I've gotten so many responses from you guys of people who've been trying AG1 and been loving it. And you get it delivered every month. Very easy to make it a daily habit. So if you are looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You go to athleticgreens.com.
slash big thing. That is athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Check it out today. All right, once again, thank you to our sponsors over at Athletic Greens. Love Athletic Greens. Use that code, man. People are always asking all the time, how do you help the show? That's how you help the show and you help yourself. So get yourself some athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Um, continuing into this conversation, and again, I knew it was kind of a little bit more um, loose today because it's just there's so much happening that it's just I figured we just let the conversation go yeah. because it's just so it, we, normally we will go through the topics and kind of through, but there's we haven't talked Ten about it yet. Yeah, we haven't talked about day. it. The Superman though is where I want to go back to because yeah. Superman. Um, there, I still, I don't think that he's been cast. I think that you still, at the time, I thought you, at the time, but you I still think so now. I, you know, I don't think so, but I do think they've got people in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, they probably had to when, when firming up the slate as part of the conversation. I think maybe they even had conversations. I agree, but I don't think it's as locked as I thought it was. Because to be honest, when I thought it was. I thought DC was going to be doing less to launch and then he could focus more on, I thought they were going to go more traditional and go like one or two things, maybe announce three. And instead, now that they've announced 10, I think it's, it's, they're a little spread differently and it's going to be a longer journey between personally. I I would say with a number of these projects coming up in the next two-ish years, I think we're already in advanced audition talks because think about like Tom Holland, that was a year to Uh, be Spider-Man. I bet you they're already at stages where they're 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 in like third, fourth rounds of auditions. They're reading it. I mean, he wrote he wrote he already wrote something for it, so they have sides. They have things for people to come in and read. I agree. I think they're in the process. I agree. They don't have it yet, but they've probably narrowed it down to maybe. Yeah, I think they I think they have people that they that they want, and I also think that you know what it should be is similar to what they did with like Superman Returns and even and even Man of Steel, right? And that's cast and unknown. Cast someone who looks the part. Cast someone that because Superman himself can really can can sell the movie. Um, so you don't need a, a, a known actor to do it. We hardly cast, put names on things anymore, anyway. Like movie, the movie star is under the IP most of the time. Cast Jimmy Olsen is somebody that that we know, right? right? Cast Cast Perry, Perry White is someone that, yeah. that we know, right? Uh, Lois, I think, should be unknown. Also, I think I the, love that idea. Pa Kent, you, you could have Pa and yeah. Ma Kent be Let's like same what you did for Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, you Kevin Costner and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, the, yeah, do it, do it that way. I mean, because but now the flip side of that is, and again, I'm going to ask you a million times until I actually remember what's the name of the movie again. The one that Superman legacy. No, no. The one, the, the unknowns, what are they called? The, the, the authority. The authority. I'll, I'll get that eventually. Um, but the authority should be cast with celebrities. Oh, is I think that, it needs is to. that Manchester black. Yeah. Okay. And Manchester yeah, yeah. black is yeah. in, there was a, a new authority Superman crossover yeah, 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 and that yeah. was Manchester black assembling yeah. a team. I think they're going to bring that in. Cause that was 2021. That just right. happened. Beautiful right. art by my cup. Yeah. Uh, the thing I like about the authority is, and this is going to rile some feathers and I'm sorry is there is a definite parallel between what Snyder did and what the authority is. Mm -hmm. So I think the authority is a good way to appease Snyder fans while also acknowledging that the more traditional comic book taking these characters isn't as dark. So the authority is a commentary on DC. It's really interesting that they're bringing it into the DCU because the authority is written by Wildstorm, which is an imprint of DC as kind of a commentary in DC. So uh, like two of the leads are Midnighter and Apollo who basically are Batman and Superman, Sun God, Apollo, Midnighter, Mm -hmm. Dark Knight. And they're a couple. So like, you know, when Superman and Batman are boning, it's going to be a very interesting conversation for a lot of people that don't love that. Right. So I'm excited to see a lot of the more aggressive um, 
uh, cultists of that world be like, wait a second, and then have that moment happen and realize what it is. So I want them to cast in her Cavill's Apollo. There's no chance. There's no chance. But uh, can you imagine? There's no chance. Just him and snogging I, Ben Affleck, yeah, just this, going this, at this, it. About, uh, there's no chance. What I will tell you with the Henry Cavill <laughs> side of it. Dude, just play and hide the bat pole. Well, I'm so just saying. By, by the way, though, with Henry Cavill. Um, if, You're in my crypt tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just cast Henry Cavill and Mark Andreco because Mark Andreco would, oh, would be thrilled. Oh, man. He would not uh, make it to set. No, no he wouldn't. Um, but <laughs> be a tripod every day just like <laughs> trying to keep it going. <laughs> I'm just saying there's going to be a very messy set if that Crimsonite comes out. It's very wet. I'm, sitting just, next, I'm, sitting just, I'm just acknowledging. Just sitting there. No, you got to take that one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was poor phrasing. Right. You're going to have to deal with that one, bro. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, anyway, like, let's jump back if we can, <laughs> to uh, Henry Cavill for a second because there's, there's something you said there as far as casting him. If I'm Henry Cavill and DC comes to me, I'm looking him right in the face like, thank you, James Gunn, but <laughs> stick it up your ass is what I'm about Henry Cavill because it's not like Henry Cavill's going to have any problem because and it's not James Gunn's fault first yeah. no 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 because because James Gunn even said he was dicked around by the previous people I mean James Gunn was the one who kind of said that so it, this is not a James Gunn thing but if if James Gunn even James Gunn was like Henry, Henry we've got a place for you if I'm Henry I'm going stick it in your ass um but but because the thing is at that point Feige the freaking uh, the Bond yeah, Star Wars. Somebody needs to snatch this guy up quick. Now every franchise, every someone needs to. Yeah. And now the question also is: there's also rumors that he was difficult to work with, and that's why they that there was rumors going around. I don't know how true it is or not. Did I hear about that? No. It was so. It was really oddly the it the seem like. Well, also the, the way it was formatted, which is a weird thing yeah. to say, but when the leak came out, it was literally like a word document someone wrote, and then it was never verified beyond that. So who knows like, if it's true? I was writing a paper, and I was right. like, I literally saw a screenshot of like a word doc from like a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. I was like, the source is what, and like I, nothing beyond. The that. only look, it's not to say that people don't know how to put on a front for like press and stuff mm, like that, so. but like having having interviewed and like met the dude that that seems like the most not accurate thing in the world especially because when i went in to go uh, get him his publicist was like no no we don't have time we're cutting you and he could, goes no he goes no i i, right. I want to talk to this dude give give it give him three minutes we won't do a full five or ten but give him at least three so he can ask me a couple questions that doesn't seem like right well there was never a follow-up either like when that rumor yeah. came out of like i've not heard from anyone that's worked with them but like you said the shoes and and i I don't. I don't know the report at all, and it could be complete crap. I'm sure. just to just to, to play devil's advocate of that, sure. right? It's like not only could he maybe he's great with because like him and he, he loves Schnepp. like he loves yeah. Schnepp. Yeah. and yeah. like he might be just great with the fans. He might be sure. great. His people might be turds. His people might be in, uh, hard hard a hundred percent. Again, I don't know. It could be absolutely complete horse crap too, but nonetheless, it doesn't also. I think the the way that it was handled with him in general, if I'm him, I'm going, I don't want to be involved with DC anymore. The I did fact it before. There was no contract for Black Adam. It sounds like. Did well, you hear about that? No, I it just the whole thing was apparently bizarre. it was like just a, like a verbal agreement, and I was like, that's not how a giant role like that works. You don't go like, okay, I'll be Superman. Let's shake on it. Like apparently there wasn't stuff locked in. I don't know when I he mean, came back for that was, performance. Well, if you watch that interview with, that he did with Josh Harwitz, yeah, right. And he's he, so proud. He's so proud. And Josh is like, welcome back, Superman. He's like, I'm excited. He's talking about, like, it's like it was announced missing that he's back because someone told him from maybe that old regime, you're back. Yeah. He was, he was, it's not just a rock. Yeah. 
It's like you, you, you can't you because then that's Henry Cavill's fault. If, if the only person he's listened to is the Rock goes, well, you're back. Oh, cool, man. It's like you got. I mean, he's take, paying everybody twenty bucks to keep right. the lights on he in was, the set. He was taking <laughs> he was taking meetings with people yeah. who told him, and then the new regime came in, and this is not a James Gunn or Saffron fault. This is not sure. their fault at all. Making that very, them, but it's I not think. their fault. You come in, and we said this the first thing too. I would love for Henry to come back and do something else. But if they, if if I hire you guys again to do, to, you have a vision. I want you to do your vision. All right. Well, listen. To be honest with you, our vision it doesn't include this guy. Mm. Like we'd love him. But what we want to do doesn't include him. And I don't think that Ben Affleck works for the Batman they're doing. Right. And I love Ben Affleck. Right. I don't think Henry Cavill works for All-Star Superman. Not because of Henry Cavill, but because of our association with his Superman. It's also no 40 years how, old. And yeah. no matter how he plays them, we're going to see... Our brains aren't going to go like, let me erase Man of Steel in this moment. Right. Because you're going to remember having his Superman before. So if they do a All-Star Superman, which is beautifully altruistic, which I think the world needs right now, your brain is still going to remember the mustache saga. No, I don't disagree. And I, But the, the only thing that I'm very curious, if you're starting... Starting with All-Star Superman, which is the story where he eventually, spoiler alert, dies at the end. Mm. How, where do you go from there? I don't think it's going to be a one-to-one. Like, it's not going to be, I think it's going to be an interpretation of sure. Grant Morrison, not a, an adaptation of the story. They, they sure. were very clear to say they're making Supergirl the woman of tomorrow. They were very clear to also mention <laughs> All-Star is part of what? Like, shaping it. Like, they, right. they, they use different language. Jane was very clear about yeah. So, I'm not worried about them being like, you get one. You get one Supergirl. That, that, that's the only <laughs> thing for, like, half a second, because I even with the title Legacy, there is... Yeah. There's a level of like, uh, you know, putting put in the Ring of Honor type situation. Sure. And I don't know. You definitely don't want to be like gods and monsters and Superman's in and he's out. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely an OP. Like he's he's an overpowered character to the point where I'm wondering how they're going to use him. Because like There's in the comics. Supergirl. Well, in the comics. Oh, 100%. But yeah. she's going to be in space. Well, it's yeah. the only like, thing, a, by the way. It's a struggle. It's the only one that they announced, though, that has like a beacon of actual hope. Even though they said that. He, the character is going to seem more like that Christopher Reeve Superman that we knew from, or, or what yeah. Superman is in general, right? In a world where it's essentially putting him in today's world is interesting to me. That's that's part one. Um, but all the other movies that they announced does seem a little bit more in the darker area, a little bit more of the kind of the dire stuff, and and more in the. James Gunn sensibility stuff, right? Um, this the one that there's tons of them that sound interesting, but I'll tell you the one that I think, if done correctly, is the smartest. Now, like, what 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 do you think? I'll, I'll knowing me, yeah. In the, in the business, what what do you think? I think is the smartest, not necessarily the one I'm looking for. The one I'm looking forward to the most, is Superman, but the smartest. Swamp Thing for you. What what we think of the smartest movie is? Yeah, no, no smartest movie or TV show. What's the smartest decision that that, that they made if done correctly? I'm gonna say Paradise Lost. It's a great one, but Swamp Thing. And I'll tell you why. How come? He's a multidimensional boy. It's not just, it, here, here's the reason why. And I said this the other day. So for Swamp Thing, but it's got to be done the right way. Mm -hmm. If they approach it like Black Adam, wrong way, right? And that means here's a, here's a movie that is going to already, we're announcing it's going to be a horror movie. And more so than Doctor Strange. This is going to be a horror film. If you look at Slither and all this stuff, this is going to be a horror film. If you put, if this movie costs anything more, then sixty to seventy million dollars mistake. Mm. You make this movie like Blumhouse, mm -hmm. and you make this a forty million dollar movie, then you're making a lot of money. Practical effects, man. Practical, do it like practical they effects, did. and it, they even said it in the announcement. They said it in the announcement that it'll be part of the DCU, and it'll, you'll you'll see how it connects. But it's kind of a, it's a horror movie, and if you can take what they did 
in for Megan mm-hmm. or for any of these movies and take that kind of idea of let's turn this into a little bit of a horror and Start film. printing money like That's Blumhouse the smartest. Does. If it if they do it this way, what I've always said about Terminator, yeah. they went back to Terminator and made it like 1984. Yeah. If they did that for this movie, it could really and work DC out. And DC has so much horror. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. Do you think you mentioned Blumhouse? Do you approach them as a partnership for the films? You don't need them. You don't need them. Well, d- d- only in the sense that has Warner Brothers done a good job with small. Didn't have James Gunn before. We did Slither. Sure. And and look at uh, Blumhouse usually hires the the hottest upcoming directors right. and then lets them do their thing. Yeah. Right. I think the strength of Blumhouse is they have a long leash. I think they really yeah. let their yeah. creators do a thing. Yeah, you don't I think them. James Gunn is going to be smart enough to let people have a long leash. I did you see who I tweeted about that that might be doing the movie? You oh, tweeted James lot. Mangold. That's what I, I, so, so it's funny. I, I, I did, confirmed. You did. Uh, 12.01, right, I'm, I'm he glad, posted it. 12.02, I posted it. I'm glad it. you brought that up. Yeah, Mangold, Mangold would be very interesting. And I think that it's also something for Mangold after he jumps off of, like that, the only thing that makes me nervous about, look, I love James Mangold. Yeah. And I, I know I, I am in the unpopular opinion that I would much prefer James Mangold to do the new Indiana Jones, who is doing it, than Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. doing it. Because I love Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. but I think those days for him are, I don't think he loves it as much as he does. I don't does think he'd have like the, the passion Fable. Mangold will. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think that um, Mangold, the problem is, coming off of Indiana Jones, is he going to want to do that kind of plan that I just mentioned. He might be like someone. I, I know a lot of directors that do the big one, then they want the small one. That's what I mean. So I'm the, hoping he wants. But the, the but the difference is, if you're now playing in a camp, and especially if that movie makes the kind of money we think it is, if you're playing in that kind, kind of camp, well, my last yeah, my last month, my last movie, they just gave me 180 million dollars to make this movie. I mean, and it made 500, 600, or whatever, or 700 million dollars. Why? You guys give me what? Forty. To look look at what Joss Whedon did after Age of Ultron. He did Avengers, then Age of Ultron. I was like, I don't want to touch a big movie. I'm going to film something in my house in black and white. He I'll, did. He did that. Uh, what's it called? That Shakespeare adaptation. Much to do about nothing okay. for like six dollars. I'll tell and you. Then, like, my, <laughs> <laughs> and then like my. And then my the Moon Knight directors. They literally did like a movie starring themselves next. Like I think you want to run away from Marvel for six bucks, and it's it's comfier. Like you have that freedom. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you who's going to be doing something for James Gunn for sure. Mm. Just I thought it would probably would have been this but if mangold is it i think it's going to be i think dave um dave yaravesky will do dave yaravesky and i recognize his face he directed brightburn oh he's definitely on the the docket somewhere he and he and gunn are very close friends yeah very close let him do swamp thing i'm not saying that mangold wouldn't kill but let him that's what i'm saying james gunn james gunn direct uh, james gunn produced brightburn yeah so mangold give him something in dc give him something but if you are going this approach the Blumhouse kind of approach, and again, we're making we're making this up. We don't yeah, know if yeah, they're yeah. going to go that way, <laughs> but if they go down that role, which I think they should, give it to Dave. If Dave gets swamped, Dave can make that that budget work, in and Dave can do some though, real, and he loves and the horror type stuff too. Oh, hundred percent. But would be I, great. but can you like I can hear the trailer like from the producer of Brightburn and Slither and the director of Logan Swamp Thing. That's I, no, a huge comic sell. And Indiana Jones. And Indiana, oh, yeah, but I, I'm, I, I'm I know, but wise. you're saying comic wise. Yeah. But I know, but I'm I, and. And I'm not going to complain about it. Right, right, Mangold, right. I lo- Mangold's one of my favorite directors working today. I if think not he's my, my top favorite. ten. Like he's he's definitely if like not, so I, consistent. I'm so pumped for his Indiana Jones. I cannot Ferrari wait. Got more love past the six months it came out. I just think going too big budget with Swamp Thing. If they go like a big budget for Swamp Thing, I think it's a massive error. I think one of the best things about the slate we haven't talked about yet is when you look at these ten announcements, most of them can be small to mid budget. I think that's really smart because if you got Zaslav tightening purse strings everywhere, you should. I think that what blockbuster do, should be scaled down nowadays anyway. I think they should start flipping them like houses. Like yeah. you know, do a hundred million dollar thing. 
put 50 in marketing, make 500. And like, you're not going to make the billion, but if you make 500 off 150, you're in a better spot more consistently. Yeah. You can take bolder swings. I think Swamp Thing is a great example. I think Swamp Thing, I think The Authority, because you can cast celebrities, mm -hmm. but the movie can be a little mm -hmm. smaller because it's a little more grounded. I think um, Supergirl is going to be like their Star Wars. I think Supergirl needs like $200 million budget. Really? But, oh, dude, it's all space. It's And it's like the scope of the story is part of the beauty of it because there's so many moments that feel like, we remember in Guardians when they like found the the Eternals uh, skull, Celestial, sorry, the Celestial skull. No and there's that sense of like wonder and power. That's like every frame of this comic. So I think that either they should film it on the void, film it in green screen, oh, or they that, should just like throw money If they at do it. a $200 million Supergirl, my, my vote for Isabel May is going to go out the window because there's no chance you're going to put an unknown in a in $200 million role. Dollar well, role. Superman's going to be uh, the, the banking on his name. So they might need to release Superman first and Supergirl will come well, out soon thereafter. Yeah, they were super, already well, doing that, but super, Yeah, yeah they but were. I'm saying like more of a back-to-back. Superman, oh. yeah, yeah, but I mean, like well, unless you're, we're, we're, depending on where you no, introduce. you don't need to do that. No, I don't think you don't need to do that necessarily either, but it's just a matter of, if you set up the adventure enough the way that like Marvel did, mm. and you set up, like you set her up to where, you know, she's going to be involved in it, you can do it any, you can do it any way you want. I just, I don't know. And it, there's, look, there's a lot of questions, and I think, you know, going back to the Wonder Woman prequel series, or that she's not in it, but it's just about the Amazons, you know, as mm. they, on the, on the island, I love the Game of Thrones mm. reference. I love the True Detective reference for the I land. Oh, it's so it's just a good way to pitch. Absolutely. Well, I mean, but that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed. Uh, they're they're called. Uh, I believe the 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 move is called what comparisons. Mm -hmm. and it's, it's exactly that. It's like okay, Paradise Lost. What is it? Okay, it is Wonder Woman meets Game of Thrones. Yeah. Lanterns. What is it? It's True Detective meets you know you know the Whatever. Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. Like you you were supposed to make alienation. Like look that look at that crossover exactly. You you want them to understand what it is as quickly as possible, yeah. and that sold me because like sure, there were bad seasons of Game of Thrones kind of at the end there. There were very bad seasons of True Detective, but at its peak, if you're bringing in its peak and you just happen to be involving DC, like you were printing money. He also was really smart in the presentation to go. Comic fans, here's what we're adapting. I said the the only thing I wanted out of that presentation was referencing comics because it'll give us that tone mm -hmm. it, as opposed to like movie fans and TV fans. But then he doubled down and was like, here's the comic reference. Mm -hmm. Here's the TV or movie reference. Everyone understands what we're doing. And if you're invested, you can go buy the comics. So not only is he advertising comics, but you can do the homework if you want and be invested. And he's also giving you a sense of, hey, we're going to go for this world so you can start thinking of it as a shared universe in advance. We're mm -hmm. two years out, not a frame is shot, not a director is firmly cast. Right. And we already know what the shape of half these projects are just verbally. Like this was a Hall H level announcement in six minutes through a screen. It was. And speaking of which, so before we move on, when we come back from, I want to talk about better help in a second, but when we, but when we, before we, when we come back, I want to, you guys start thinking about like when we will start getting uh, announcements for directors and mm -hmm. actors and who will we start to hear from first. And I guess that also goes into that whole release of what we think is coming out and, and we'll get into the Amanda Waller series and all that. But before we do that, I want to let you guys know about our sponsor, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash big thing and get on your way to being your best self. I'm so excited that BetterHelp is back. You guys know when we were with SEN, we're doing SEN Live, BetterHelp was with us, and we really, really were such major fans and and so pumped to know that they are coming back to be with Big Thing. If you're at your best, you can do great things, and sometimes life gets you bogged down and you can feel overwhelmed like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. I can tell you right now. 
that this was the case for me. I've talked about this not too long about a year ago. I was in that headspace. I was there and I remember from, I'll be honest, better help. And it helped me tremendously. I've talked about it and, um, yeah, it's just, you, you get into that rut working with a therapist. It can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. It helped me be able to talk to somebody. And, and I've mentioned this in the past. I've gone, I've been in places when I've decided not to talk to people and I got myself in trouble from doing it. I didn't talk to anybody. I let things bottle up inside. Don't do it. Because I'm telling you, when you talk to somebody, it helps. It really, really does help. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapist anytime, no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash big thing today and you get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash big thing. Thanks again to BetterHelp, our sponsor for today's show. Um, browse around, man. It really help you out. And I know a lot of times people, you need someone to talk to. This is a very convenient way to do it. Go and check out BetterHelp. The link is in the description. Okay, as I mentioned before, we went to the break there. Um, they're going to start announcing directors. They're going to start announcing people. I think Dave Yerveski uh, is going to be Yerveski uh, is going to be announced for something. I mean, I just think he's going to be announced for something. I mean, I mean, they're they're really good friends. Mm -hmm. He did a great job on Brightburn. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a really good director. I've had a chance to to meet Dave a few different times too. He's a great guy, and I think he knows acting. He knows directing really well. Um, and I and he's I think he's going to do he's going to do something with James. If not, if not Swamp Thing, like you mentioned, I could see him if it really is going True Detective taking on like a lantern, an episode of Lanterns, or or like being like maybe the showrunner on if it's something. He's I don't know if he's gonna be a showrunner in. though, man. A director, I mean, to, but, to direct and then show running a whole show. But the same way that James Gunn took on Peacemaker, so essentially he's treating it like a he's treating Dave, it like a like an, a, a cut up. Movie. I know. I think I think that Dave Dave is. He's really, really talented director, but he he doesn't have the experience. James got that that James took over uh, Peacemaker after you know doing two Guardians movies and everything too, and I don't think he's at this. Dave's not at the scale yet to do that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just I think I, I feel you. I mean, I don't. Has he done movies other than Brightburn? Yeah, he's done a ton of different things. He's uh, he's he, and a lot of horror stuff, and he's got a, he got niche types. Of, him and James have like a lot of the same kind of sensibilities and like their horror I, elements. I, I, and, I get I get it. I guess it's just specifically because. I know that Peacemaker wasn't thought of as a limited series, but like limited series stuff, because like I think WandaVision, like yes, it is technically still a TV show, so things shift a little bit, yeah. but they they operate like just longer films. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you just find that natural kind of cut versus I'm doing a TV show, TV show. Well, um, so Dave Dave Yerovesky has done. Let's see, he obviously did did Brightburn. Um, he did The Hive. He did. Night, night books. I think the high, yeah, the hive was the one that I spoke to him about when, um, when he was on, he was on movie threesome with me and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and Tiffany. Um, but he, yeah, bright print guardians of the galaxy, inferno music, he did the music video there. Mm -hmm. He did, uh, he did, he did a lot of music videos. He did Is there anything on the, on the writing? <laughs> oh, Lord. Is there anything on, uh, the, the writing element? I know you're looking at the director stuff. Um, let's see. Writer. Yeah, he did. Like writer producer, the Hive so Guild, it's kind of, of the same stuff. Yeah, okay. I don't think he's right. ready for for a, a for show running a, sh a show just yet. But again, who knows? I you mean, know who I want gonna... them to bring over? Yeah, Andy Muschietti. 
if the flash is this good if they're literally willing to go through this many hoops and they're saying that yeah. it's the best thing since dark knight I, and i know that's a hyperbole at this point in the industry but i think muschietti should be someone that would be maybe running well on yeah. green lantern the, or doing the superman movie the reason why i think muschietti will definitely be doing something with them is what Gun tweeted out about Muschietti yeah. and saying that it was one. I think he said something like it was like one of the best superhero movies he's ever. ever seen. That, I yeah, mean, I mean that's that that, and that's not. And for Gun to say that, <laughs> I know in a movie that's not part of his DCU, and right. for him to say it when it's complicating his life, a hundred percent. So that's so that's that's part one, and then you know part two. He, he specifically mentioned Muschietti inside of that and saying what he has done with it. So I think that that's also a like, hey, it's a political thing as well. Going, hey, we want to give this guy his props because we don't know what the hell we're doing with this movie afterwards. Let's bring this guy into the fray. I think you're 100 percent right. He's everything I've heard about the movie is praising Muschietti, like yeah. to a to a person. Yeah. Everything I've heard. And uh, back when Mama was coming out, which was Jesus, ten years ago now, Mama, uh, uh, I uh, <laughs> talked to him about comic books uh, back in the Mama days. So ten years ago, yeah. he was excited about comic book movies. Right, so right. the fact that he didn't get one for another eight years, and now he's had all of this go on with it i think he would want to have something with a little less controversy attached yeah so staying in house i think that's the move bro this has to be this has to be the greatest superhero movie about at this <laughs> point based off based off of not only the drama with ezra mm -hmm. but all of the hype that every single person Everybody. that's seen it has been like this is the greatest thing i've ever like to the point where i'm now getting i'm getting nervous right Next can Sunday, it, Super Bowl can it be that good? That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if it is not, <laughs> right. then there's a certain level of like, if y'all don't shut it's your like when No Way Home was coming out, and I was like, I'm getting too hyped. Like, I was getting a little worried coming to like November. I was like, there's no way. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, good. It's, I can actually be this excited. It's also a win-win, though, for Gunn. Oh yeah, because like if it's not good, he's like, yeah, good. You don't like it, fine. Don't worry about it. It's like we this is has nothing to do with us anymore. It's, it's literally it's, what it's I think over. Aquaman is. I think Aquaman being in December, Aquaman is literally like, hey, love you, Momoa, and uh, if it doesn't do well, you're Lobo. The meeting at Warner Brothers could have been like, hey, this doesn't clear seven hundred million, you're Lobo. If it does, you're staying Aquaman. Like he might yeah, right. just have an investment right. no matter what. Right. And I, I honestly think that that's the benefit for all these actors. Is I know it's complicated. I know there's a lot of people mad that Gunn works with his friends, but Gunn also works with everyone. It's just his friends. Are and multiple things because they work well together. So I think it's going to be really tricky when casting comes out. That's the thing I'm more curious about is I, I think directors like Muschietti and like the, you know, the guy that did Brightburn, those are, are, are almost guaranteed, but which actors that we know, like Guardians actors right. only wanted to stay at Marvel right. for Gun. Well, Booster Gold. Here? Well, I, mean, let's Booster Gold. I don't think Pratt come, comes Oh, I don't in. think so, but it's funny that he it, would if work. If Pratt wasn't Star-Lord, I think it's almost a guarantee that he could have gotten. I, pe people are talking about um, Glenn Powell, man. I like, uh, oh, oh handsome McHandsomestein from uh, Game Maverick. He's from... Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's kind of... Interesting. He's my Hal Jordan. If you're going to do that, I, I do like Glenn Powell, but if you're going to do that just from the douche bat, I know he was played a good douche in Maverick, but I actually see Teller being able to do that a little better than in Booster Powell. Gold. I don't know. I think Powell, I think Powell's perfect. Powell, I think Powell's Hal Jordan. He's already got the flight license. I think, but he's just done two flight movies. He did Put Devotion, and he did the. And he just, I like Devotion too. Yeah, but he just did both. I think that he's got more of a look from what I've seen in the comics for Booster Gold. He's got more of that kind of Hollywood kind of look yeah. than Miles Teller is. Is kind of like you know he's a guy. He's just a guy. Um, Jonathan and I think, Majors is John Stewart. Glenn Powell well is Hal Jordan. Put him back in the sky. And I think Miles Teller is too well known right now. Is Glenn yeah. Powell is still like wait who's who? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, you say Miles Teller, everyone knows Miles Teller. Glenn Powell is is 
is on the precipice yeah, of yeah. being yeah, of yeah. being that. Who's the guy from Game Night? The blonde guy that I know exactly who you mean. Exactly he's exactly Booster he, Gold. He, he, he's got that's, that. He, that's a white great call. Smile, that's a great call. The quaff of hair. That's a he's great a call. Bit of a douche. He, and and he's been in other stuff too. But and he's that, so talented. He's yeah, right on no, the cusp. I'm gonna get his name because that. Because he's my Booster Gold. Game Night. What dude? He look at this guy and tell me he's not Booster Gold. He is. He is That's he's a really good call. He's also such good comedic genius. He's good for long form for TV. And honestly, I think that he's the guy that's been almost a break. Out Didn't for like five years. Somebody he played somebody in something recently. Come on, I, I honestly this is one of my favorite casting moments. It's, Billy it, Magnuson. Yeah, Billy Magnuson. Yeah. This dude, and he was guy. also what was he in recently? He look was, at that face. Oh, he would be perfect. Yeah. Look at his glasses. I remember <laughs> what, what what else was he in? Oh, No Time to Die. That's what it was. He was in No Time to Die. Let's his see. smarm is I can I can feel it. Yeah. So he's he's got a lot of things coming out. But he's got um he's Harley Quinn and the Joker. Hey, Sound he's mind. in house. He's in house. Um, he's going to be in Roadhouse, but he's in. Roadhouse. He was in the Offer. He was in um, Woke. He was in No Time to Die. He was in the Many Saints in Newark. That's right. He's Paulie Walnuts. He's Paulie Walnuts. I knew he was in something. He was, he was Paulie Walnuts in the Many Saints in Newark. Um, and he was. Oh, he was one of the princes in Aladdin. Oh, that's right. He was yes. such that's, a that's, dude. Yes. That's, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, dude, he's I because I, I just watched that with my little one. For that's a that's great. That's and great. As much the as right I, point, right level of his career, and, really and good. he could you do should, it for five years. Go ahead and tweet that out right yeah, now. Yeah, I think it's pretty perfect. <laughs> I, I did. I tweeted out James Gunn. I, like, I never do the casting choices thing, but for Isabel May, I was like, Isabel May for Supergirl. And I got a lot of people who are like, that's a great call. I got some people who are like, why are you going to recast if you already have Supergirl? I'm like, if they're going to recast, take it easy. No one's saying it. Because yeah. everyone's like, why do you want to take Latina Girl out of the thing? I'm like, if she's great, keep her in. Yeah. If they're going to not recast, then don't recast her. If she's the best one for the role, then absolutely she should lead the movie. Yeah. 100%. I haven't seen her. I don't. I'm telling you, if they recast, this is someone they should consider. Dude, as I made well. a nine second TikTok uh, fan casting for fun because I really liked him in Umbrella Academy. The half Romani, half Irish actor, um, Aiden Gallagher, who I think would be perfect five years ago. He's a little old now, but like Aiden Gallagher in, in Umbrella Academy is Damian Wayne. And mm. he's half Romani, half Irish. Yeah, The amount of people that are like, you white boy that only wants white people. And I was like, I don't want to come back with like why I think he is because you guys are all so angry. But I got like 40,000 uh, views on this TikTok. And I'm like, I don't want to get controversy to feed my stuff. But that's how the internet works. And yeah, it was so, like, it was so sad to so, see like people anger fueling this yeah. thing. I think it goes for both sides. It's like, and it's like, you get the bigots that like, if you, if you, if you suggest someone, um, you know, a person of color, you suggest someone that's that, that's, oh, not, that, that's not true to the character. Like, if the person is a good actor and can bring out the essence of the character, who gives a shit? And it's got to go both ways, though. When it's I said go both K. Ways. Brown for Superman, because he is Clark and Superman, the amount of crap I got, yeah, but because, got, like... Right, but, but that's what I'm saying. Both sides are mad at me. 100%. <laughs> it's got to go both ways. It's like there could still... If, if you suggest someone for the role, it's like, why is it got to be a white person? If it's the right person for the role, depending... And look, but there also should be times that you should consider everyone's like, oh, the person was always white. They should be white. No! It's like, who is, is the right who's person got the essence for it? Yes. Their point, their yes. career business-wise and yes. the whole of it. This isn't, this isn't a superhero thing, but that's why it was so wild to me that people took such like umbrage to to uh, Haley uh, from it's, Chloe Haley to right. be the Little Mermaid because this clearly these people have a never seen her act and b never heard her sing. Right. She can sing. Oh the, she God. is one of the greatest she singers took, of a she generation. She brought the house down at, at D23. That was one of the biggest moments of the entire. It was fantastic, weekend. and she had the essence of the character. And guess what? If you don't like this version of the character, then watch the animated one. Mm -hmm. You still got the animated one. It's like if if 
if they saw everybody and they said, this is the girl who brings in the essence of Ariel, yeah. then that's fine. Then it works. Now, you're also allowed to say when you're watching it, I don't know if if that seems like the same type of thing I liked about Ariel. I, that I didn't like her performance. You're allowed to say that. And if you say it the right way, yeah. right. then you can say it in a way that you're not being racist. You're right. being someone who doesn't like the performance. Now, if you say it because... Oh, Ariel's not black. Well, then you're being a bigot. Right. And right. I've been fully terrified of even saying, like, he's half Romani, half Irish, because I don't know enough about, like, what it means to be Romani. Like, I know it's Southeast Asian, but, like, I literally don't know enough, so I'm afraid of someone being like, well, that's this way of racism. So I'm just, like, it's silently, just like, silly... I think he's good because he's talented. It's just, well, that's the same thing. Like I, like I said, when I, I said Isabel May for the Raw, I... The majority of people they were like, oh, that's an interesting casting. It could be really good. And other people were like, why do you need another white person in there? I'm like... I'm telling you, just I wanted the actress to be considered. Yeah. Just someone to be considered. And if, once again, if, and give me the actress again who's playing Supergirl in, um, uh, Sasha Call, I think so, her last name is. And again, if we see Sasha Call and she is just the best, and they're like, and they clearly set up, this is how she's going to return and it makes sense and they're mm -hmm. keeping her. Let's do it. Yeah. Give me a Sasha Kyle uh, Supergirl movie, and when it comes out, let's do it. If she's the right one for the for the role, and she's going to kick ass the way people think she is, 100%. But it's okay to suggest anyone if they're right for the role. So here's another thing that's very interesting. Uh, just since we're talking about casting and, and all this kind of stuff, it's very interesting that Saffron then further doubled down about Batgirl uh, like the day oh, after. Right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and how... I was so surprised at how... Yeah. I was too, especially with it being like, you know, hats off to Zasloff here. This was like... And, and the one thing he emphasized, but it wasn't in the headlines, but he did say it in the quote. Just give, give a little more uh, history to people so sure. they don't know. So for anybody that's not aware of, Batgirl was being filmed. It was originally going to be streaming, then it was going to go to theaters, and then Zasloff last year pulled the plug. Without um, releasing it instead for the, a tax credit. Right, right, just for the tax credit. Everybody's pretty upset, especially because you're like, okay, you have a woman of color playing Batgirl. You have all this kind of interesting elements being there, so they're like, what's going on here? So... You had multiple people, some being like, we're proud of our work, but a lot of people being like, it's not great. So Saffron, the day after the gun announced, so Wednesday, then had an interview that came out about how he was like, Zazoff was correct to pull this movie. And the main thing that he kept like emphasizing was it wasn't just the tax credit thing. This actually helped a lot of the people involved. He said it would have hurt. If it yeah. had come out, it would have hurt yeah. everyone. Yes. And I think that that in and of itself this is why I was so upset with Zasloff and the way that that played out. If you do not have the wherewithal to let people know that, mm -hmm. you just look like the asshole that canceled a Latina black girl that happened to be coming right. out right now, but yet other things are still in the works. If you let people know, look, I'm not trying to ish on people, but this movie would not do good things for the directors. It would not do good things for the Yeah, actress. I don't think he's got that kind the of- The bedside manner we talked about. I, he's got terrible right. bedside manner. He, I, he, I, he, he does, and I agree with that's probably what should have been done, but I don't think he also has the- you know the wherewithal to say at the at the point like well who are they going to listen to me like saffron comes out of the head of dc and says honestly basically in in brass tacks this is a bad movie yeah like, this is a bad movie and yeah. and and right before where like it was the right decision right? right and it's like i've i've hence i've i don't call him zoloft anymore because I, his <laughs> his decisions lately have been good um what he's the way that he's running it and the way that he's trying to recoup a lot of losses and stuff it's good i think he still think he's got a really bad bedside manner but i think that he's also done the right thing and things that i think other companies should do is like okay look because of what you just said i gotta stop trying to do that i need people who can do that for me yeah. and so what should have been said 
that ultimately was said by Saffron right. was because Zaslav put someone in place right. that would say that. Now, right. granted, it, it, if had that Saffron been there when all this was going on or in play, maybe then the next day Saffron was the one who said. Honestly, it. I think that's a benefit of the Saffron Gun combo. Is yeah. their bedside manner is yeah. both great. Like Gun, we talk about all the time being a great showman. He was great on camera. He, I loved his excitement with yeah. each post. Like yeah. he was like, "Hey, we're doing Supergirl." Like he was a, a kid yeah. in a candy store. And then you've got Saffron, who is a more reserved producer. Who's right. I don't know if you've ever seen Saffron speak. He's so glowy with excitement but he's more like he's calm while he's, being exuberant. Right, right. so I, I like that Gun and Saffron he's have different like energies so you've got Zaslov like being like cold but then you've got these two guys that are like let's make but that's, some art but that's why and I, I think give, that's what balances but, but that's why out. I give Zaslov credit because it's like he hired the two right he, people. because he hired people that didn't have to do it because because now Sorry. you notice over when that Batgirl stuff was happening all that everyone's focus was on that guy no one's talking about him now Right. And he doesn't want people talking yeah. about him. They're talking about Gunn. They're talking about Saffron. That was the smart move by him. And I, knowing what we now know, that got canceled, what, last summer, right? Yeah, something like that. You were already in talks to lock down Gunn and Saffron. Right. And at some point, somebody was going to be able to take Not at that point. Oh no! That's they, that. no no. Saffron and Gun came out late, dude. They remember they had like they had Todd ago. they had Todd Phillips in in line before them, and that happened. The, the Batgirl stuff happened before even the, the Batgirl happened in July, right? Yeah, they didn't lock they didn't lock Saffron and Gun down until they weren't even talking to them yet. I, no, I think they were talking. I mean, maybe, but not not in not in serious talk as far as them running it. How but, about this? It's not that you you specifically had Gun and Saffron in mind. You had in mind that you were going to put True. a DC studio head in yes. place and they'd be in charge of doing yes. this. I think what's happening at that time, you don't have time to wait for that right. to cut Batgirl for right. for the, the otherwise you, the tax thing's probably not going to happen. Right. So you just have to make the hard cut. And but I think that's the big thing. I, I think it's very smart of him to have hired the right people to say the things that need to be said mm -hmm. and do the things that need to be done. It's just. I guess if you're in an emergency situation, you just have to do the things you have to do. He just looks so bad. He, he was killing a lot of stock he, for a minute. Uh, he, yes, because that's not his strength, and he knew that. That's why I give him, a, and if you go back and you watch, we, especially me, we <laughs> very, <laughs> I went hard on him, right? But, like, but it's, it's again, I hate always doing this to where you bring it back to, like, the Star Wars and Lucasfilm. It's, like, the thing that I wish, and I know that it's a different because Zaslav is essentially where Iger is. That's the two, but in comparison to, like, Kennedy... Kennedy runs is the president of Lucasfilm. I wish that Kennedy would do what Zaslav is doing for the creative and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But instead, she just keeps on taking all these things and the same stuff <laughs> keeps happening as opposed to where Zaslav makes this move inside of uh, Batgirl, does the things where we all agree, did it poorly, done, but yeah. then goes, I don't want to do this anymore like this. I can't do this. I got to make the moves and I got to be the one running around doing all this other stuff. And he and put did it up front. He right at the top went, let's cut our losses. I got to, I got to make my, I got to make the thing. I don't like, I can't explain why I did it. I need someone else to explain why I did it. And then, Hey, Saffron was probably on the lot watching that screening. Right. Going, woof, this is brutal. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can't, you can't put this out. Oh God. I just realized who Kathleen Kennedy and what Lucasfilms with Star Wars has been. You're the goddamn Dallas Cowboys. Maybe, she, yeah, right. She's yeah. very Jerry Jones with it, where I want to have my hand in every single right. thing. And sometimes you have bangers. Sometimes you end up with an Andor or a Mandalorian. Right. And then you end up with the sequel trilogy in the playoffs, and yeah, you just you blow know. it. Right, or Boba Fett. Oh, also, yeah. who, knows, who knows how long James Gunn had to pitch like to get all this locked in. And if the Bat family's coming then Batwoman, that would be a mess. Batgirl yeah. with Barbara Gordon with all those things. And if they're trying to clean up continuity, they're already worried about the four films they have coming out. If you've got 
that also a member of the Bat family that's soft introducing that expanded world? Because the cleanness of Batman right now is we haven't had a Bat family since Chris O'Donnell was was Robin, right. other than on right. TV with Titans. Right, right. We haven't right. had him. So now right action, now, yeah. the main thing people have been lobbying for is Bat family. Everyone's Absolutely. been wanting Robin. If you watch the, the Batman commentary, like everyone was like, Pattinson should get a Robin. Bat like everyone wants the Robin. So you've got dark and gritty Batman with Pattinson. What's the best way to keep those things separate? Have a lighter yeah. Batman. The thing we didn't talk about was Damian Wayne being so dark actually kind of makes Bruce a little lighter. Mm. So that's a Bruce that'll fit in with the Justice League better. Whoever they cast, that's going to mesh in that world better. You are going to have so, an older Batman with a younger Superman. So I, And that'll be interesting because it'll probably be like five, ten years, but I, I've seen that conversation. But what's interesting to me is that if we'd had a Bat family soft introduced with Batgirl and then a year later announce a Bat family this way, it might have cost us Nightwing. It co might have cost yeah. us Damian Wayne. It might have cost us that expanded yeah. world. And then that'd be way more complicated with the side world of Pattinson. So I think long-term, good move. Short-term, messy. I, I also think because you've, you've introduced, you're, you're doing a Supergirl movie, the title of Superman is Superman Legacy. I know we're mainly pulling from All-Star. And then you have Batman the Brave and the Bold, which a lot of times will tap other heroes, not necessarily the Bat family, but you could always pivot that way. I feel like you have a situation for Damien to come along. You kind of need the other Robins and Batgirl to right. have been there. In order to, if you're doing legacy like that and you're bringing in Supergirl, there's nothing to stop you from bringing in the various Kryptonians that might be involved too. And you're kind of introducing the families because you're right. It's both the Bat family and even the Supes family that people have wanted for a minute. And I think that that's a nice way that you can kind of give people that give little homages but then you can set other stuff up in the future i also think superman's going to be like in his mid-20s because he's already working at the daily planet he's already dating lois it seems like there's a jimmy olsen relationship i think he's going to be established just not in his 40s and then i think batman's probably gonna be like 30 because damian wayne's like eight so if you've got They're like, not gonna make damian eight there's no chance they're probably gonna make like 10 he's gonna i bet you make him 15 Really? Well, I mean, part of it is how young he is, because no, it's like the it's only like reason you would you, girl. you would you would literally need to try and go find a Chloe Met, uh, Grace yeah, Metz right. and get because she was what about she was twelve she was when six, she did that, like that? But she yeah. was playing like an eight or nine year old. You you kind of almost need to do that because if the point is to do this in the long term, you know how fast kids grow. Yeah. If you make True. them fifteen, and Damien typically is. A mid to young yeah. teenager. It's gonna be interesting. All right, look, there's so much. We, 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 really, we really could talk about this for another three hours, but like, there's so many things that we talked about here, and there might be a lot of stuff that we missed out on. What did you guys think overall of any of the topics that we talked about today? Make sure that you comment and let us know your thoughts on all this stuff and more. Um, before we get out of here, I just want a, a reminder again that you can get those tickets to with myself and John and Greg. Links in the description, and also myself and Brett, we're going to be performing stand-up comedy at Flappers, both at Flappers, February 13th, 8 p.m. for that one. Links in the description. Don't forget about Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere videos are found. Check that out. Patreon.com. Get yourself one of those shirts. Um, for the guys, uh, Winston, where can they find you? You can find me at the Swaggy Blurred. Um, that's all platforms, YouTube, uh, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. Um, just having a good time, doing a lot of really fun stuff. And I got a, uh, we'll be doing the Bel Air season two uh, weekly review over there with my, uh, Matt Thomas as well. So come say what's up. Koi Jandro. Uh, I just been growing my own YouTube page trying to actually listen to Christians. So check out at Koi Jandro. I think that's how TikTok and Twitter and all that work. It's just my name on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. And uh, I'm probably going to be at MegaCon Orlando. So if you guys are in Florida at the end of next month, I will be there and just find me on the internet. I'm so excited about this announcement. I just put out a uh, every comic you should read if you like that announcement. So it's like two or three comics per announcement. So there's like 30 books in two videos on my YouTube. So if you want to read some comics, I got you. Well, you were supposed to bring me that Batman comic and you didn't do it. All right. Oh, I so, got that and pizza. That's for a pizza <laughs> soon. 
All right. Thank you guys for joining us. And make sure you get those tickets to that live event over at Flappers because if it's successful and we sell it out, we're going to try to take that one on the road, and that will also couple up with the big thing and the things that we're going to do on the road also. So as we get to the road of 70,000, we need you guys. Look, we're almost look at that. Look at that. Boom. Just like that. We just keep getting it up there. We need you guys to help us out. Thanks again for joining us on Capes and Cows. For myself and Winston and Coy, we'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Peace out. The Top Gun guy? <laughs> yep, the Top Gun guy. <laughs>